Good afternoon, Woke fam. It's Scott here from Woke Decides. Today, we're all going to learn the lesson of waiting on the story to develop before we jump to conclusions. More details have emerged from the Jacob Blake shooting that he had a knife in his possession before he was shot. And before these details were out, the NBA took it upon themselves to boycott their uh, their playoff games yesterday, and then they returned playing today, looking like the biggest clowns in the United States. And while we're all saying... All hail Queen James in regards to LeBron James. The 17-year-old boy named Kyle Rittenhouse was the one who shot the three people in the riots the other night, and now he's being charged with murder, but should we be celebrating this kid as a hero? And why are the Dems now standing against the protesters out of nowhere? We have a lot to cover today, but first, let's just hear a word from our sponsor. And ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing them back again. Everyone was wondering where they were, but we have them here. Flip City America's Last Laugh. This is a comedy satire magazine made by two beautiful patriots out in California who have no ties to anyone else besides themselves, and they pour their own blood, sweat, and tears into this magazine, and it's absolutely Absolutely hilarious. It's for the entire family. It's for your kids. And it's something you can keep on your shelf for decades to come because it's literally a snapshot of history. And the best part about it, ladies and gentlemen, it is PC free, guaranteed, not politically correct. And that's exactly what I like to see in anything that I'm reading. So, Scott, how much is this beautiful magazine, you ask? Well, I'm here to tell you, when you go to FlipCityMag.com, you can go right right over to their subscription link, which is right here, but you can also check out some of the excerpts they have from the magazine, so you can kind of get a taste of what you're going to be reading. When you click on the link, it brings you to their beautiful store page, which shows their magazine right here, ladies and gentlemen, is $20 for a full year subscription. You get a magazine per quarter that makes it $5 a magazine, four magazines per year. It's 20 bucks, ladies and gentlemen. It's so cheap. And if you don't want the uh, full year, you can always get a single issue as well. And the best part, they now are shipping international. So the entire world can laugh at us and not just in this country. So go check them out. FlipCityMag.com. America's last laugh. And remember when you support this channel, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. Thank you guys for doing that, for allowing me to do that. So Where I want to begin, ladies and gentlemen, is always something I love to laugh at. More CNN CNN talking about how riots really really aren't riots. They're just peaceful. You guys will see what I mean right here in this clip. And I'll see you guys at the other side of the intro. Take a watch. Multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin, over the course of the night. A second night since Jacob Blake was seen shot in the back seven times by a police officer. And what you are seeing now, these images came and come in stark contrast to what we saw over the course of the daytime hours in Kenosha and into the early evening, which were largely peaceful demonstrations in the face of law enforcement. It was. <laughs> Fiery, but mostly peaceful protest after police shooting. You think CNN would get it after the first time they did this, but they didn't. So let's get this clown show on the road. Thanks for tuning in to the land of the real. But it's like the twilight zone, the plan is surreal. It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed. Bring it all to light, all the plans they conceal. Grab your flashlight, it's time to go down the rabbit hole. It's dark and hell is hot, dealing with satanic souls. The tide is turning, patriots and now in control. Apply aggressive pressure right now until they fold, stay woke. Open up your eyes and keep them healed. All they do is lie, realize not everything is real. Through projects looking glass, the future is revealed. Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Woke society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now, enjoy the show. Severe and non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. 
Oh, yes. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with me on a Thursday afternoon here in beautiful New York. Uh, the weather is great. Like, share, subscribe. Tell everyone about Tell all your friends about this Woke Society's YouTube channel and let them know we are the news now. I love this music. I could let it rock the entire show, but I know people will complain. I love music, and I hope you guys enjoy the music that I put onto my show. It's fantastic, and it makes my soul smile. <laughs> so, where do I want to begin? We're gonna jump into uh, we're gonna jump into LeBron James a little bit later. I usually don't talk sports in this channel, but it's so relevant to what happened um, with all the news that was breaking this morning and today. We found out so much more news and so many more things coming out about uh, Jacob Blake and this new story about Kyle Rittenhouse, who has been charged. He hasn't been convicted, but he's been charged with murder as a 17 year old. He shot three people, and I believe he killed two of them. But we're gonna dive into that. And we're going to see why I believe, personally, this kid should be uh, hailed as a hero. And you're going to see exactly why in just a moment. But where I want to start here is this story about uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse was a, he's a 17-year-old boy. He was going to the riots out in Kenosha. And he was there to defend um, defend against riders, BLM, Antifa, anyone that was willing to destroy businesses, wreck car dealerships, and that's what he was there to do. And he got him, not to any fault of his own, he was defending himself from what we're seeing here. So there are a lot of people that want this kid convicted and they want him tried, but we're going to dive into the details because this kid, honestly, in my, my humble opinion, should be hailed as a hero. So this is from the Gateway Pundit. This says, evidence shows young Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse may have acted in self-defense against three BLM criminals, all with prior arrest records. I'm going to find out who these people were, too. On Tuesday night, two people were killed in the continued violence in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The three victims were shot by the same shooter, a 17-year-old boy by the name of Kyle Rittenhouse. Newly uncovered video evidence indicates the shooter may have fired in all cases in self-defense, and all three shooting victims who attacked Rittenhouse have, have arrest records and may be felons. That's not maybe, they actually are. And one was carrying a handgun, possibly illegally. Internet sleuths are at it again, aka Anons. This time they have uncovered events leading up to the shootings in Kenosha, Wisconsin, on BLM riots, rioters Monday night. The shooter has been identified as Kyle Rittenhouse from Illinois and was a teenager, teenage supporter of police who filled his Facebook page with pictures related to law enforcement. And I guess this is some of the pictures of, of him from his... Uh, from his social media. And we're going to get into the story too, about him cleaning off uh, BLM graffiti off the, uh, off the streets and off buildings. But this man right here, he, everyone was trying to rip this kid for even arming up. He's a 17 year old, but I want people to see here real quick to get some context into what exactly was going on here. And this is it right here. This is the video of the incident. So, what you guys are about to see here, this is from the videos that were happening a couple nights ago. This is from AntifaWatch.us, and I'm not sure where he got this video from. Obviously, some people with boots on the ground. It shows. It says, great video sync of multiple angles of first self-defense shooting by Kyle Rittenhouse. You can clearly see the chase, Molotov getting thrown, which we've, we now know it wasn't a Molotov. It was something in a bag that looked like it was on fire, but not a Molotov. And then the attempted theft of his rifle. So I want you guys to get a picture here. This kid was here defending businesses. And there's also videos. I couldn't put all the videos together, but this kid was being attacked. He was being chased. And I know the first person that went after him was the first person he shot. He was on the ground and this guy rushed him with a skateboard. 
with the skateboard and attempted to beat him with the skateboard. And Kyle, Kyle got him. He shot him. Blew a chunk of his arm right off. That was the first one. And then he was continued to be being chased. Continued to being chased. And this is the video that you're going to be seeing right here. Take a watch. Boys. Yeah, that's man. So this is Kyle. And this guy back here with the blue box. It's really hard to see here. This guy right here just threw something that was in a bag that was on fire. Being chased. We'll continue to watch. Ooh, you got a gun, baby. This is Kyle right here. The guy he shot is laying on the ground right here. Shot him. Shot him, man. He laid him out. He laid him out, you guys. He laid him out. And he's running because more people are realizing what happened and they're going after him now. Now, he took this guy out. He took him out. The guy was chasing him and he was also trying to steal his gun. So as the threat continues here, it says, may not have been a Molotov as more sources and video point out to being a bag with something inside of it. However, there was zero way to know that in the moment. And it really doesn't matter how much from a legal perspective as so long as a reasonable person might see it as such. And people were screaming, he's 17 years old. But under Wisconsin open carry laws, 17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse was legally allowed to have a firearm at Kenosha protest, John Moreau, a lawyer who specializes in gun rights cases. Now, he had hit that one person that you just saw in the video. You didn't see him get shot, but you saw him laying on the ground. There were there was two others that Kyle had gotten into altercations with because he was being attacked. And the funny thing was, when I was reading about this, where I wonder who these people were that he shot. They couldn't have been, you know, high-class citizens since they're marching with BLM and Antifa, right? Well, one of them was a pedophile. <laughs> you cannot make this up. AntifaWatch.us says, you literally cannot make this up. It appears that the first person killed in self-defense by Kyle Rittenhouse was a pedophile. And here he is. His name was Joseph D. Rosenbaum. He was originally char uh, charged in 2002 as a sex offender and registered pedophile. He was the first one to get put down. And I think there was more. Was it in this one? Not in this one. We'll continue on with what I have here. We're going to look at the other two in just a moment. But the one that he put down first, one that you saw, was a pedophile. Now you're wondering, why, why are these people that are protesting supposedly normal citizens, but why do all of them seem to have rap sheets? Well, we're going to get to that in a second as well. The funny thing is, though, this entire story was being painted by the mainstream media as some white kid that wanted to take out peaceful protesters. And as you can see in the, in the uh, video with CNN, they will write the word fiery, but mostly peaceful protest, which to me, you could have dragons coming down onto the city, this, the scorching fire onto the uh, onto the earth, and CNN would still say it's a peaceful dra dra what peaceful dragon what I don't even know what to say at this point. <laughs> it's just so asinine. It's just so asinine. But 
Here we are from Tim Pool. It says, New York Times appears to confirm someone was shooting at Kyle Rittenhouse. He turned and returned fire, shooting a man in the head. They also note that after the uh, after falling to the ground, there are 16 other gunshots heard. And I can't get into the New York Times article because they have a paywall. But here is a video of Kyle here himself. This was taken before the shootings happened, before the violence happened. I'm putting this in here just like the uh, tweet says here for context. Additional interview of the Kenosha riot shooter by, uh, by reporter Richie McGinnis. Still no signs of malicious intentions, racist motivations, though he did understand the potential threat of being at this event, hence the firearm. Listen to what this kid's got to say. What are you doing out here? Obviously, you're armed, and uh, you're in front of this so, business we saw burning last night. So, what's up? So, people are getting injured, and our job is to protect this business, and part of my job is also help people. If there's somebody hurt, I'm running into harm's way. That's why I have my rifle, because I need to protect myself, obviously. But I also have my med kit. What are you doing out here? Obviously. He said, I got my rifle to protect myself, and I also have my med kit to help anyone that I see that's hurt. Didn't say anything about anything about race, nothing about the, you know, BLM, Antifa. He says, I'm just out here to do my job to protect these businesses and to run into harm's way and help people if I see that they're injured. This is the kid that shot these people. And now we know, now we know from multiple sources, this kid was shot at actually from behind and nothing hit him. And then he returned fire and shot some dude in the head. It's absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. And the you guys want to see what this kid's made of. This what this kid was doing the next day before he uh he, he got he turned into turn turned himself into the police, obviously to carry out the investigation. This is from the New York Post. Suspected teen gunman Cobran has spotted cleaning Kenosha graffiti before shooting. So this was before the shooting. And there's video, and here's him wearing the same exact things with a white American hat, same t-shirt, same jeans. And this is him here cleaning graffiti off the walls from BLM on these buildings. Does that look to you, ladies and gentlemen, like a criminal? Somebody out there causing more problems on top of the heap of problems that are already there. It doesn't look like it to me at all. Doesn't look like it. But here we go from Robert Patrick Lewis. The two others, including the one I just showed you. So of the three Antifa BLM goons shot in Kenosha, we had a pedophile registered sex offender, a domestic abuser, and a violent felon. Are you starting to understand why Dem governors cleared their prisons of anyone predisposed to criminality? That kid should get a medal, not charges. And you know what? He's absolutely right. And I've seen lawyers come out already. I've seen the lawyers come out on Twitter, defense lawyers, already saying they would take his case pro bono to defend him and to defend his right to do what he had to do. But when I saw this stuff happen in New York, as far as laws changing because of COVID, they're going to release non supposedly nonviolent prisoners out into the streets again, because they were worried about the spread of COVID. So you're going to release more humans in the population makes absolutely zero sense. But here we are, here we are. And it just so happened to be the three people that he shot just happened to be a pedophile, a domestic abuser, and a violent felon. What are the chances, right? Lots of coincidences these last six months since COVID started and all these things started to happen, right? Lots of coincidences. So that story is still developing right now. But there was another story that was already previously being talked about as far as Jacob Blake and what started these entire riots in the first place, right? 
The video that was showed to people was doctored. It was edited. It did not show what happened before. Uh, Jacob walked around his car and went into the car, and then he got shot seven times. That wasn't shown. That video is out there now, and he was in a scuffle, and even more information was coming out now, especially this information that we have right here on the screen from Tim Pool. This is from the Wisconsin DOJ. Blake told investigators that he had a knife in his possession, and directly from the DOJ, Jacqueline uh, Pizer here says, Wisconsin DOJ says the officer who shot Jacob Blake is Officer Rustin Shesky. He alone shot Blake seven times. He is on administrative leave. DOJ also says that Blake told investigators that he had a knife in his possession. No updates on it. Officer will be no no updates on if officer will be charged. See the problem was, and the police chief destroyed the governor of Wisconsin because the governor of Wisconsin went on a media tour. The second that this happened and was with the family, they were doing all these emotional things. You know, my son's dead. And the whole entire narrative of white cop shoots black man. And we saw the absolute, the carnage that ripped through that city. And it's still going on now. There was no, there was no time for investigations, no time for context, no time for any other outside information to what led up to that, what was in the car. And now we find out that he was going or he either had a knife on him or was going for a knife and then he was shot. These details came out literally yesterday and some of these came out today. Today. And we have all these people weighing in on what is going on here. Here we go, another racist cop. And the details aren't even out yet. They're not even out. And we found, you know, it just, it's just, the stuff should not surprise anybody. And just to give you some more context, breaking officials identify officer who shot Jacob Blake. We just told you his name. The taser was ineffective. Blake possessed a knife. There is no body cam footage. There's no criminal charges as of now, but we didn't know this. We didn't know this until yesterday last night that these, that this information about the knife started to come out, had no idea. And to even add a little bit more to what was going on before the shooting happened, Police scanner audio in Kenosha indicates a woman called 911 to report Jacob Blake was at her home and wasn't supposed to be and had stolen her keys. Responding police were made aware of Blake's arrest warrant for domestic abuse and a felony sex crime. These details were in no mainstream media outlets arsenal. They had no mention of this stuff because they couldn't even give this story a day or two to breathe. It went directly into police police brutality, and we're going to riot and destroy more things in a different city now. And we're not going to play the audio, but it says here from Andy Nose, as I published the raw police scanner audio, 2020 incident involving Jacob Blake, who was wanted on an outstanding warrant for a felony sex crime and more. A woman called 911 and asked for help because Blake showed up at her home. And dispatchers told officers there was an alert at this address for a 99, which means there's an active warrant. Court records show a warrant was issued last month for felony sex crime charge, trespassing, and disorderly conduct. But these things are not talked about. The media hones in on the crying family members, which, of course, if you lose a family member, it's going to be upsetting no matter what happens. They hone in on that. They get everybody riled up. Everyone gets emotional, and here we are having more riots and more people's lives getting destroyed that had literally nothing to do with any of this. And you can blame the media for this, and God knows how much blood is on the media's hands. I don't know how much at this point. But this is the stuff that needs to wait and come out, and and people always get on me when stories break that I don't jump on them right away because almost almost 100% of the time, 
there's always details to come out a day or two after the original story to get more context, to get more opinions into what, what happened and more facts. That's what we were waiting on. And we've seen the absolute carnage that's been taken from this because things are just assumed happen and then people just get, they just run loose. They just run loose. And I'm going to throw this in here too because George Floyd, George Floyd feels like it was five years ago at this point with everything else, excuse me, going on. But we all saw what happened to George Floyd. It didn't look good with what the cop did to him. But I want to bring this up just as a side note so you guys keep this in the back of your head. Also from Andy No. Hennepin County Attorney's Office released this document. Dr. Andrew Baker, the chief Hennepin County medical examiner who reviewed George Floyd's blood test, says the substance found led him to conclude his death was an overdose. Absolute overdose. And they said even under normal circumstances in this, in this reading here from this medical examiner, he would have OD'd no matter what the circumstances were. And this is not negating the actions of what that cop did and when he kneeled down on his neck. Not negating it at all. The damage is already done. I just wanted to throw that in there to give you some more context into what is actually going on here. Because you're not going to see this anywhere else unless you have you look for it on channels like mine and my friends and many others. You're not going to get the real news. But we saw a huge, a huge reaction to this shooting. And we saw it with the NBA more than anybody as of last night. I don't talk sports on this channel too often, but we're going to today because it has everything to do with the kind of culture that I'm seeing um, this take place, and it absolutely disgusts me. And Hollywood, entertainers, and sports stars, they're mostly all part of the same gang. They're all part of the same crew. And we saw it happen yesterday with the NBA. And right now, the NBA playoffs, they've been, they've been going on. They were happening last night. And there was a team called the Milwaukee Bucks who decided to boycott the games in regards to this. Boycotting the games. Now, this was before the news came out that, that Jacob Blake here had a knife on him. It was just assumed that this cop shot this person in the back seven times. It's how many, how many times you have to shoot somebody. And, you know... That is what they're honing in on. They're not honing on his arrest history, his prior his prior convictions. There's a warrant out for him. He's had run-ins with the cops before where he's been physical. None of that is talked about. None of it. So the NBA took it upon themselves once the first team decided to boycott the rest of the games that were going on, including LeBron James also wanted to cancel the games yesterday. And I had something here from Clay Travis who covers sports talking about this. The NBA never said no to the players. They okayed everything. Political message on jerseys, kneeling for the national anthem, political message on the court itself. And this is what we're talking about. When people are talking about the NBA, they want Black Lives Matter on their jerseys. They want it painted on their courts. They want it everywhere. All these political messages and the NBA gave it to them. They gave it to them. But Clay Travis's point was it's still wasn't enough and now their business doesn't exist lesson you can't ever be woke enough and this is what we were seeing in the nba yesterday and then lebron james came out said his spiel said yes we're going to cancel all the games and he wanted to boycott the rest of the season the nba's ratings have absolutely tanked ever since they started doing this thing in the bubble and this whole black lives matter painted on the court it has completely wrecked their ratings 
And with the uh, election going, the re-election going on, there's a lot of stuff that's taking eyes away from sports right now. But Clay Travis continues because he makes some excellent points. I don't buy Lakers or Clippers. Two teams that can actually win a title quitting. LeBron is just trying to outwoke the rest of the NBA. Clear negotiation ploy. Owners will kick in more money for SJW, that means social justice warrior causes, and players will claim boycott had a positive impact and go back to playing. And you know what the funny was? It funny thing about all this was they started with boycotting the games just yesterday, and then talks were going into they're going to boycott the rest of the season. So Clay Travis said this, and he said they're going to claim that boycotting the games is having a positive impact, and then they're going to go back to playing. Well, guess what? Guess what? We got news today. This is also from Tim Pool. This is also pathetic. Adrian Wojnarowski, who is a reporter for ESPN, said the NBA's players have decided to resume the playoffs. Sources tell ESPN. So their big, their big talk, their big social justice warriors out there were going to boycott and not do anything. And, you know, they weren't going to play because of, you know, of all the social injustice going on. And guess what? Today, ladies and gentlemen, they all resumed to play today. All of them. And LeBron James is the front and center of all this shit that's being going on with the NBA. And people were saying, if it wasn't for him, if LeBron James ends up boycotting and he leaves, the season's over. He is the ringleader for this, but he has still has said nothing about his, his puppet master, China, and Hong Kong. Literally nothing about anything with China, but he has no problem telling you, telling me, and everyone else in this country what we should be doing and what we should be thinking. They are so full of it, ladies and gentlemen, so full of it. And again, none of, did any of them take the time for these stories to develop? No, they just dive into it emotionally and then they react to it. And now they look like clowns because they were going to boycott the rest of the season. And literally, not even a day goes by, they all decided to go back. And you know why? This. That. They don't care. LeBron James says he's, he's, he's fearful of his life when he... Shut up, dude. You have your own armed security and you live up in the California hills. What are you worried about, dude? You got everything you need. You got all the resources you need. And you're telling me that you as a black man are worried for yourself? I just, it makes me sick. And exactly why we all calling him Queen James, man. Because it's just, it's too much at this point. And he is a huge ringleader for how many people, and he influences so many people. And it just blinds them. Blinds them like sheep. It just blows my mind. It just blows my mind. So, going to transition gears here. I am noticing something of a of a narrative shift with the Democrats, and I started to see it yesterday when me and Methods were talking about this. I'm starting to see a narrative shift with the Democrats, and this narrative shift is I'm seeing them starting to denounce all these riots and all these protests. Now, why would they be doing that right now? There has to be something really serious going on behind the scenes that we don't know about yet, or they they know about it and they're hiding it. But I'm now seeing narratives here starting to shift of Democrats now denouncing these protests. Where did I first start seeing this? Well, right here. From Benjamin Weingarten, Don Lemon says, riots have to stop explicitly because of their political impact. Not because of anyone dying, not because of businesses burning, the political impact. 
not because of what they mean for having function, a functioning society, the, uh, the, cr- cr- uh, the criticality of the rule of law, and the impact in the lives of Americans. That is, he cares about costing Dems the election, nothing more. Watch this. I do think that uh, this, what you said was happening in Kenosha is a Rorschach test for the entire country. And I think this is a blind spot for Democrats. I think Democrats are ignoring this problem or hoping that it will go away. And it's not going to go away. And so, unless someone comes up with a solution over the next 73 days or 70 so, however many days. 68 days. 68 days. So it's not going to, the problem is not going to be fixed by then. But what they can do, and I think maybe Joe Biden may be afraid to do it. I'm not sure. Maybe he won't. Maybe he is. He's got to address it. He's got to come out and talk about it. He's got to do a speech like Barack Obama did about race. He's got to come out and tell people that he is going to deal with the issue of police reform in this country and that what's happening now is happening under Donald Trump's watch, on Donald Trump's watch. And when he is the president, Kamala Harris is the vice president, then they will take care of this problem. But guess what? The rioting has to stop. The rioting has to stop. And the only reason why he is bringing this up is because we, me and Methods talked about this yesterday with that story about what the uh, Rasmussen polls, that the media has still to give them the information as far as ratings and poll numbers for Biden. And they haven't released them yet. And the fact that Don Lemon's talking about this is telling me that he knows something. He knows what those ratings are, and he knows that they're disastrous. They're disastrous, and they know at the same time that Rasmussen poll talking about they were polling Democratic uh, de- Democrat voters in these cities that have been dealing with these pro- uh, protests, especially the ones out in Portland, and it was like 68% are voting against their own party because they are sick and tired of living in a world where there's no law and order. This is why we've been saying it's going to be a landslide. And just right now, the sick part about the whole Don Lemon thing is he doesn't talk about, like I said, the businesses burning, the people's lives that were already ruined for COVID, and then you throw your brick and mortar store on fire. That's gone now. People have been murdered because of this whole defund the police movement, abolish the police movement. Police officers are under the most stress probably in their entire lives than any moment I've seen doing their job now, how demoralizing it's got to be to feel hated every single day you go into work by the people you're trying to protect. Don Lemon doesn't talk about any of that stuff besides the political impact it has on the Democratic Party. This is why we say, ladies and gentlemen, We're not joking when we say these people don't care about us. They do not care if we live or die. They do not care. They don't. It's so obvious. But it's just, why now, right? And it wasn't just coming from Don Lemon. This came out yesterday uh, from the Hill. D.C. Mayor, the one that was challenging Trump and put the Black Lives Matter painting on the street. D.C. Mayor Bowser condemns protesters seen in viral video heckling diners. And if you guys didn't see those videos, you can watch my last episode. It's on there. I'm trying to find if they put the picture in here, and they didn't. But either way, the quote is, 
In a scene that played out several times Monday, a Black Lives Matter protest that began in Columbia Heights confronted white diners outside D.C. restaurants chanting white silence is violence and demanding white diners show their solidarity. And in response, Bowser said she also would encourage any diner or restaurant to call the police immediately if incidents like those in the video happen. I would venture to say that the vast majority of those experiences have been 100% positive, which is ridiculous. I also don't think that the DC residents would be bullied out of living their everyday lives, which is just, just keep playing the middle. Keep playing in the middle, Bowser. Real great. In the moment, it didn't feel right, Victor said. And, you know, the fact that anything that the Dems have budged a smidge on this, and it's always a domino effect. You usually see it in the media first because they start the narrative and then it plays out and it goes, the phone calls go out. Okay, guys, we got to start cracking down. It's not looking good for our party right now. The, the people living in our cities are really starting to not like us. They're going to vote for Trump. We cannot have that happen. That's what's happening right now. And that's what I think is going on right now. That's what I think is going on right now. And it's just so sickening to me that what, what caused this change is the political numbers and the, the ratings and what the, the output of what they think Biden is going to show for his support. And it's going to be absolutely embarrassing. That is the reason why they're doing all this stuff. And it makes you sick. It really makes you sick. But not surprised whatsoever. Real quick story here, because out here in New York, um, we're all waiting for justice for, uh, for, for Andrew Cuomo. For Andrew Cuomo with what he did with the nursing homes. And look at this, boy, ladies and gentlemen. Justice Department, Department of Justice requesting data from governors of states that issued COVID-19 orders that may have resulted in deaths of elderly nursing home residents. And they are going after, they are requesting now the governor's Get this information out. And Cuomo, up until, at least until now that I know of, he has been he has been trying to block this from coming out, and he just wants this to go away. But now it's not going away. And I want to bring you to some Q-drops. This was brought to you by Julian's Rum. 4340, New York governor nursing homes have no right to reject coronavirus patients. And Q writes, at what point should this be reclassified as murder? At what point is ignorance, common sense, no longer valid? Evil surrounds us in 4329. Cuomo granted immunity to nursing home executives after big money campaign donation. If elderly most at risk know knowingly why order COVID-19 positive patients back into nursing homes, hospital capacity, USNS comfort capacity, the hospitals were empty. The ship was, eight, I think, at 80%, 80% capacity when it was docked here in New York City. Why were people being stuffed into buildings when all this room was available to them? And we've gone over this, but now the Justice Department is really pressing in now. And we're going to have to see what happens because if Cuomo goes down, <laughs> you have no idea, ladies and gentlemen, living in the state my entire life. I, you have no idea. It'll be a celebration of its own. It'd be like Obama going down, but on a local level. Oh, my gosh. It would be fantastic to see. Really fantastic to see. And the last thing I want to cover today, ladies and gentlemen, is a piece here from Richard Grinnell's speech from the RNC last night. And it's something, it's only a 40-second clip, but I thought it was so I thought it was so important to bring it up because this is the first time we're hearing any kind of information like this. Take a watch and listen carefully to what he says. And what I saw made me sick to my stomach. 
The Obama-Biden administration secretly launched a surveillance operation on the Trump campaign and silenced the many brave intelligence officials who spoke up against it. They presented bogus information as facts. They lied to judges. Then they classified anything that undermined their case. And after Donald Trump won the election, when they should have continued the American tradition of helping the president-elect transition into the White House. And it stops there. The main thing I want you guys to take away from that is that Richard Grinnell, remember Richard Grinnell, he has seen all this information. He was declassifying information like crazy when he was the in, when he was uh, interim uh, for Trump before Ratcliffe got in there. He was declassifying things at a record pace, and we were all so happy for him, also grateful to him. Um, but he Grinnell has really emerged as a as a fa- a, a big face of the uh, Trump campaign, and I hope to God he he sticks around for a long time because I would love. If you were to run for president, I would even I would even second guess it. Would even second guess Grinnell leading the country because he is as transparent as anyone that I've seen um, in office, and he gets it. But what he said here was that were there were people that were silenced that were calling out the Obama and Joe Biden administration when this stuff was going on with Spygate, and they were silenced. We had not heard that before. At least I didn't. And he's seen all the other information that we have not seen yet. And he said it made him sick to his stomach. Ladies and gentlemen, there is information that's still to come out. And it's going to be absolutely damning and not try to stay as encouraged as possible. I'm always usually in a good mood when it comes to this stuff because I I truly believe the plan that's in place and what's going on. And I believe we're going to be led to the promised land. I really, really do. But he said that there were people that were trying to blow the whistle and they were silent. So... That what does that mean? How far does that rabbit hole go? I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining the episode today. Please go to the Woke Society's YouTube channel, like, share, subscribe, tell everyone we are the news now. And yes, check out my <laughs> my latest stream. It was cut in half only because the stream dropped, but I got a direct link to my router now, so we shouldn't be having any more problems with that. So go check it out. Give this episode a like. Go check out the Patreon, and if you guys want to become a super fan of the show, you guys can go there. You guys can donate a dollar. It doesn't have to be any of these tiers. You guys can give $2 a month, $3 a month. It all adds up. It all goes back in the show. And ladies and gentlemen, really, when you go to my wokesociety.com webpage, go to the store link here. And what I want you guys to check out real quick, when you click the sort by, it's going to bring you to new to old. We got some new fire water bottles that you guys are going to absolutely love we have the where we go one where we uh, we go all 32 ounce yeti style water bottle and we also have the punisher one here which you can get in red or black they are absolutely beautiful it's high quality it's made these things are made in a grave by my brother here in the united states they are really top quality and they're on my main page so go check everything out check flip city out in the description below 20 bucks for their magazine. It's really cheap, guys. We're not breaking your wallet here. So please support this channel. Support your supporting local businesses here in New York when you buy products from my store. It's really great. So check it all out. Thank you guys for joining tonight. And as I always do, um, it's been a great, been a crazy week so far. Been an absolutely crazy week. Um, I got no interview for tomorrow. So you guys will see me in my newest episode on Saturday. Um, that's regularly scheduled. So thank you guys. So stay safe, stay warm, and stay woke. <laughs>